1917, the Virgin Mary appeared to three shepherd children in Fatima, Portugal. She delivered a message of peace for all humanity and revealed predictions about our fate, all of which have come true, forever changing the world. This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Every other Wednesday, I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at SupernaturalMatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic's Story. Over 100 years ago, in the spring of 1916, much of Western Europe is caught in the throes of World War I. Newly developed weapons such as tanks and machine guns cause unprecedented carnage. Battlefields become a picture of hell on earth. Like many nations, Portugal sends its young men off to join the war effort, leaving behind loved ones in small towns like Fatima. Most people were farmers at the time, more or less removed from the world and self-sufficient. Among the villagers of Fatima lived three young children, Lucia dos Santos, age 10, and her cousins Francisco and Jacinta Marto, ages seven and six. The children and their families are humble, hard workers and spend their time cultivating the land and tending to their herd of sheep. They are also spiritual and of faith. Little did they know that they would be part of one of the most miraculous events of the 20th century. One day in the spring of 1916, as the children were watching over their family sheep in a field called Cova de Ria, suddenly, out of nowhere, a man stood before them. The children were at first shocked and then became mesmerized as he spoke. Do not be afraid. I am the angel of peace. God has great plans of mercy for you. The angel appeared to the children two more times over the year, the second time telling them to continue to pray and the third time with a blessed sacrament. It appears that the angel was preparing them for what would come the following year. On May 13, 1917, the children were, per usual, tending to their sheep. To keep themselves entertained, they'd often take breaks and play in the rolling hills, with Lucia shouting, Ave! into the vast canyon, Jacinta and Francisco shouting back in unison, Maria, their voices echoing. However, this day was different. Shortly after the echo of their voices fade, a bright, all-consuming light appears in front of a home oak tree. There, before them, standing in the light, was the most beautiful woman they had ever seen. The description Lucia later gave was, she was all light, the color of her robe white, but olive light. Her face, hands, and feet flesh color, but made of light. The lady, or as the children would refer to her then on as Our Lady, told them not to be afraid, that she was from heaven and to return to that very same spot every month on the 13th, 
She then asked them if they were willing to offer up to God all the sacrifices, all the sufferings that he may send to them as an act of reparation for those who had sinned. Without hesitation, all three children agreed. As she began to ascend into the sky, Our Lady said, You will have much to suffer, but I will be there with you. Pray the rosary every day in order to obtain peace for the world and that the war may end. And she disappeared. At first, the children agreed not to tell anyone. It was their secret after all. She had come to them and entrusted them with the sacred request. And who would believe them anyway? People would think they made it all up. Three poor, uneducated children from a small village? Further, they hadn't told anyone about the Angel of Peace visiting them the year before, so this would definitely seem to come out of nowhere. Later, though, while at home, Jacinta, the youngest of the three children, was unable to contain her excitement and told her mother about what they had seen. Being very religious, Jacinta and Francisco's mother did not find the story amusing. She believed the children were telling tales, or worse, had seen an apparition of the devil who was tempting them. When Lucia's mother heard about it, she felt the same way and agreed. She told the children that it would bring disgrace to their family, using something as sacred as the Virgin Mary in a story of make-believe. She demanded the children admit that they had made it all up and it was a lie. But the children refused. It was true. Our Lady, the Virgin Mary, had appeared to them. Despite the parents' skepticism about the incident and the desire to keep things quiet and among the family, word quickly spreads throughout Fatima like wildfire. On June 13th, as instructed, the children return, accompanied by 50 or so people. Kneeling in front of the tree where she first appeared to them, the children wait with the crowd standing from behind. In a flash of light, Our Lady appears again, as promised. And while the children could see her, no one else could. The children tell her that the people want to know who she is and that they've requested a sign that she really is visiting from heaven. She says that in October, she will not only tell them who she is, but that she will give everyone a sign that they could not doubt. Lucia then asks if she and her cousins will go to heaven. Our Lady tells her that Jacinta and Francisco would join her in heaven soon, but that Lucia would have to stay to continue to help others. And then before disappearing, she reminded them, pray, continue to pray, particularly the rosary. By July 13th, the numbers of people flocking to Fatima hoping to see something had increased exponentially. This was not only the longest of the visits, but also when the three secrets were revealed to the children. In the first part of the vision, Our Lady shows the children a vision of hell. In their mind's eye, they see the depths of the earth and within it a very deep hole engulfed in a sea of fire, with figures rising and falling out of the flames. The looks of fear and desperation on the faces of the souls as they realized they were trapped in the finality of their situation. Then Mary asked them that now that they have seen hell, will they continue to offer their lives in prayer so that people would avoid this fate? The second part of the vision or secret that Mary addressed was the question of the war. World War I was raging at the time. 
The Blessed Mother informs them the war will end soon, within the next year, 1918, and that peace will come if people prayed. If not, a more terrible war would follow. She then said something that stood out. If you see a light lit up by an unknown light, know that that is a sign that God is about to punish the world for its sins. Our Lady continued to share that Russia would spread errors, a prediction in the rise of communism and atheism and what that would bring to the world. She said that in order to prevent this, that she will come back and ask for two things, the consecration of Russia to her immaculate heart and what she called the communion of reparations, known today as the first Saturday of devotion. After that, she shares the final part of the vision, or the third secret. The children saw again in their mind's eyes an angel with a sword pointing down to the earth. Lightning hits the sword, making it spark in a blaze of fire. As the angel is about to strike the earth, the Blessed Mother puts her hands up, and the angel stops. This symbolizes Mary holding back the destruction of earth, giving us more time. The children then see a man dressed in white, which they presume is the Holy Father. He is walking through a city, half in ruins, with dead bodies strewn all around. The Pope falls in prayer before a crucifix. As he is praying, men come up from behind and strike and kill him. At the end of these visions, Our Lady tells the children not to reveal what she had shown them until she informs them that it is time. These three visions become known as the Three Secrets of Fatima. By August 1917, the purported appearances gained worldwide attention. The Portugal government at that time was very anti-clerical and didn't like what they considered to be flat-out lies. So what do they do? They decide to kidnap the children. For two days, they tried to intimidate and coerce the kids into admitting that they had made everything up. The officials even go as far as to separate them, showing them a pot of boiling oil and threatening to boil them alive if they didn't admit that they were lying. Time and time again, the children declare that they indeed had seen Virgin Mary. Even when threatened with death, they don't give in. As hundreds of people stood outside the jail praying, the government is eventually forced to give the children back to their family and community. If people didn't believe before, this was the moment that they started to really lean into the idea that something very real was happening. On October 13, 1917, it is reported that anywhere from 40,000 to 70,000 people gathered in the mud and rain-soaked Cova de Aria. Among the thousands of people stood believers and non-believers alike, including those same government officials along with reporters from newspapers desperate to prove something, whether it be a hoax or a real miracle. At noon, Our Lady appears again to the children. She confirms that she is the Mother Mary, the Lady of the Rosary. Suddenly, Lucia cries out, telling the crowd to look at the sun. The sudden miracle was about to begin. At first, the sun is hidden behind a bunch of clouds. As the clouds start to separate, sunbeams begin to peek through. It is then that the sun begins to pulsate like a heart beating. The sun comes into full view and starts giving off these various colors of light, first green, then orange, and now yellow. The sun then starts to rotate in a zigzag fashion, appearing to leave its orbit. People begin to scream. It looks like the sun is hurling towards the earth and is going to crash right into them. 
Many kneel and do the only thing they think that they can do in that moment. They pray and beg Mother Mary to protect them. And as suddenly as the bizarre phenomenon started, it stops. The sun is back in its rightful place in a bright blue sky clear of clouds. Also, everybody is completely dry. Their clothes and even the earth itself is dry. Yes, it is no longer raining, but there's also no mud on the ground. It was almost as if it hadn't rained at all that day. It was seen by tens of thousands of people and called the miracle of the sun. Shortly after World War I ends, the Spanish flu sweeps across Europe and Jacinta and Francisco both contract the deadly virus, confirming Our Lady's promise that they would soon be in heaven. With Lucia left as the sole seer of Fatima and the publicity growing, the bishop recommends that she go to Porto in northern Portugal incognito. It is both our hopes that she can lead a more quiet and peaceful life while dedicating her service to God. Only her superiors at the Sister of St. Dorothy know her real identity. By the late 1930s, the dire predictions made by Our Lady come to fruition more rapidly and with shocking accuracy. The Aurora Borealis lights up the sky like never before the evening of January 25, 1938, right before Hitler moved his troops into Poland at the beginning of World War II in Europe. The Second World War hit on a level of devastation never seen before. One of the statements that Mary had made to the children was that nations could be annihilated, a chilling premonition of what could come with the invention of the atomic bomb in the 40s. 30 years later, Sister Lucia was dismayed that Our Lady's messages had not been truly embraced. World War II had happened, Russian communism had spread, the Vietnam and Korean wars raged, the Cold War had begun, the world was a mess. In 1944, at the request of the Bishop of Lyra, Lucia shares the third secret in which the children saw the Pope struck down and killed. This revelation is immediately taken to the Vatican, where it is held in secret for many decades. That is, until 1981, when Fatima becomes news around the world once again. Pope John Paul II is being driven around in St. Peter's Square, greeting and waving to people who have come to see him when shots ring out in the air. John Paul II was hit by a bullet. While he is in the hospital recovering, he asks for the third secret of Fatima to be brought to him. As he reads it, he realizes that the premonition was about him and that he should have died. In his mind, the hand of Our Lady of Fatima intervened once again. The bullet had been aimed at his heart, but without hitting any solid object, it appeared to have been redirected. The doctors later attest that his survival had to be nothing short of miraculous. It was said, one hand guided the gun, the other hand guided the bullet. Exactly one year later, on May 13, 1982, Pope John Paul II travels to Fatima to thank Our Lady for saving his life. The bullet that had nearly killed him is placed in the crown that sits atop the miraculous statue. It was estimated that one million people watched as the Pope knelt in the spot where Our Lady had first appeared, absorbed completely in prayer. From then on, the message of Fatima became one of the most important things to the Pope. On March 25, 1984, he consecrates Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. For the ceremony, he asked the Bishop of Fatima to bring the miraculous statue of Fatima to Rome, Italy. And in the presence of the statue, 
He leads the consecration of Russia with bishops from around the world joining him from their own diocese. Sister Lucia believes that the consecration is accepted by heaven, and when asked what sign would appear as a result, she replied only with, look to the east and you'll have your answer. Soon after that, the signs were everywhere. In December of 1989, Mikhail Gorbachev visits the Pope at the Vatican. By December 25, 1991, the red flag of communism was lowered over the Kremlin for the last time. No one would have thought that the end of the Cold War would end in a whimper. 100 years later, on May 13, 2000, Pope John Paul II went back to Fatima to canonize Jacinta and Francisco, making them a mere one step away from becoming saints. But despite the sheer mass of believers, there are many skeptics out there that say the events at Fatima were nothing more than a hoax, created to promote a religious agenda. They claim that the Catholic Church has been known to use these so-called miracles to convince the faithful that they are the one true church. Miracles are especially useful because by definition, since there isn't any physical contradictory evidence, it is based on hope and faith that the events were supernatural and not natural causes. But what about the children? They wouldn't have an agenda, religious or political in nature. Well, apparently Lucia had a wild imagination and was prone to telling stories and playing games with her cousins. Her family apparently knew this, which is why both her mom and aunt were so quick to think that the children were lying. There are also reports that Lucia was supposedly the only one of the children who saw and spoke with Our Lady, not Jacinta or Francisco, who merely played along with her fantasy game. As we have already said, with all miracles, it is up to those who believe in the impossible and to be open to the possibility that something supernatural may have occurred. After dedicating her life in service of prayer, Sister Lucia passed away on February 13, 2005, at the ripe old age of 97 and is said to be on her way to sainthood. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Did the events of Fatima start out as an innocent game of pretend played by children that spiraled out of control? And did the Catholic Church then capitalize on it in order to push an agenda? Or was it a sign from heaven that we should have faith?